I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, Episode 77, What Are You Willing and Not Willing to Do? Do you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Hello, hello, friends. How are you? I hope you've had an amazing time so far this new year in not only discovering your goals, but working towards them and really enjoying the beginning of a new year. How's it going? I would love to know (laughs) how it's going for you so far. Now for us here in Utah, we have winter. (laughs) So for a while now, and it's been a really unseasonally warm winter. And so it hasn't really felt like we've entered this season. (laughs) And this last week, winter has come. So we have enjoyed the snow. Haven't enjoyed the cold as much, but we have enjoyed the snow. My kids have loved going outside and building in the snow and playing in it. And our dog Toby is hilarious because sometimes the snow has gotten so deep he's had to hop to just move around in it, which has been really fun. So we are enjoying this winter season. Now today, before we get into our topic of what we're willing and not willing to do, I wanted to let you know, I'm so excited that our brand new ebook is out, Discovering Your Money Mindset. And I want each of you to have a copy. It's there to as a tool and a resource to help you discover your mindset towards money. And being able to discover that then can help you move forward to see if your thoughts and your beliefs are serving you toward your goals. So if you are looking for a copy, head on over to amberpetersoncoaching.now.site to get yours today. So I'm so excited. That has really been a labor of love between me and my co-author, Emily Penrod. So today, though, I want to talk about what you're willing and not willing to do towards your goals. This has been such a fascinating exercise for me because normally, now I tend to be a goal setter. I like to think about what I want and how I can get there. And it's really exciting for me to do that, but I haven't really considered what I'm willing to do to work towards those goals and what I'm not willing to do. Or I may have considered them, but it hasn't been a very conscious part of my decision-making when it comes to my goals. And so as I went through this exercise, I was like, I want to share this with my audience. I think this would be so amazing for them to see if this could be a tool they could use as they move forward. So here we go. We're going to talk about it today. So the first thing is, is what are you willing to do toward your goals? So no matter what your goals are, you need to decide what you're going to be willing to do. Now, for me, my the immediate thought that came to mind is, okay, what are the action steps I'm willing to do to get there? So let's say I, there's a money goal I have, maybe I want to save some money. I know a few podcasts ago, we were talking about starting here in January to save money for a holiday like Christmas. So let's say I have a goal to save money for Christmas. And so I've decided, well, if I save a hundred dollars every month, when I get towards the Christmas holiday, I'll have $1,200 to use for gifts or for celebrations, whatever it may be. So for me, it would be the action steps. Okay, well, I need to save $100 every month to get to that goal. And that's what I I would tell myself. Well, that's what I'm willing to do (laughs) is to save $100. 
which is great. That's part of it. But this list is more on what we think, believe, and our behaviors going into it. Because not only will that serve us as we make and are working towards our goals, but throughout the year as we move forward. So the first one I have on my list is I'm willing to be aware of my choices. I think this is really, really key to notice what we're creating in our lives. Now, our brains are incredible. (laughs) They are amazing machines and they love to be efficient. And so our brain will take a lot of our decision-making and put it into automatic mode so it's more efficient. Let me give you an example. We don't think about how to walk on a daily basis. Why? Because that would take a lot of mental energy (laughs) and we would be exhausted by the end of the day, just thinking about, okay, I got to put one foot in front of the other and then I got to put another foot in front of that foot and it would just get mentally exhausting. So our brain goes, hey, this is something we do a lot of. Let's put it into our subconscious so it's automatic, okay? Which is great. We love this. Thank you, brain, (laughs) for doing this because then we have that on automatic. We don't have to consciously think about it. However, when it comes to a goal, we don't want our brain always on automatic mode because when it is, then we can sometimes get into this mode of, I don't know why I'm not reaching my goals. I don't know why I can't do this. I don't know why it's not working out for me is because we go on default instead of consciously looking at what are we choosing to get toward our goal to create more of what we want into our life. So I want to be willing to be aware of that. And so if you take this money goal we have as an example, if we go kind of unconscious and go to default with our money, which tends to be something maybe that doesn't always serve us, we might get to, let's say, the end of the month and go, I don't have $100 to put into savings. Where did the money all go? (laughs) Because we're not conscious of what we're doing with our money. So we get to the end of the month and go, oh, but I was going to put $100 towards this goal. What can happen is, is that it's really difficult for us to then make a difference towards our goal if we're going unconscious all the time. Now, if we're in that conscious decision-making, and even if we notice a little bit after the fact, so we get to the end of the month, we say, oh, we don't have that $100 we can look at. I chose to spend my money in these other areas. And I also chose not to put $100 into savings. And the reason why I think that's important to acknowledge is because then you take ownership of those decisions. You take ownership of, yes, I chose to spend this money in this area because it was important to me because I felt like it needed to be done at this time. And I also chose to not put money into savings. That was a decision I made because my money went in this other area. And then we could take ownership and then we can rely on ourselves to know what we're creating in our lives and that it's not up to something outside of us, okay? And I think this can be very powerful as you go forward. The next thing I am willing to do on my list towards my goals this year is to change behavior or habits. And the third one, it kind of goes along with this, which is work at creating new habits. Because, you know, and as I was thinking about this, I was like, okay, if I have a goal, and let's pick another goal of maybe getting stronger in the new year. Let's say that's a goal. And I know to be stronger in the new year, I want to work out three times a week with weights. If I'm not willing to accommodate my schedule to maybe go to the gym or find time to lift weights, 
then maybe that's the goal I shouldn't be working on currently. If we're not willing to make adjustments and change, then we're going to fight ourselves the whole way through trying to get to this goal. And what end up hap- what usually ends up happening is that we don't go to the goal anymore. We don't reach for the goal anymore. We just give up because we're fighting ourselves the whole time. So we have to be willing to make those changes to our habits or even create new habits to get to our goal. So if getting stronger in the new year is important to me, if this is your goal, then you have to be aware and of what you're willing to do about it. What are you willing to change? What habits are you willing to change? What behaviors maybe are you willing to modify? Maybe you already go work out once a week. So that habit or behavior may just need to be modified to several times a week. If you haven't worked out for a long, long time, maybe that's a new habit you need to create. So just look at that and say, what are you willing to do towards your goals? In addition, we also may want to look at this as how many goals are you willing to work towards? Because sometimes, and I I totally do this, (laughs) I think of all the different things I want to improve in my life and I can get a lengthy list. And then I try to do all of those at once. And that can be overwhelming sometimes to take on multiple goals with multiple action steps. So for me, it's going to be very beneficial for me to look at what am I willing to do right now and what goals am I willing to wait on as I work on these? Because sometimes less can be much more powerful. It can give us our focus on what to work on, and then we can work on other goals afterward. So it's something to think about. All right, the next thing on here is what am I willing to do? I'm willing to celebrate the small wins. Another thing our brain loves is to see progress. And if I have a goal to save $100 a month, (laughs) I won't see the end result of that until the end of the year. Well, if you've ever had a goal and it's far away, like a year or even six months or even three months away, Sometimes our brain goes, but I don't see the results of that. Why continue to do that? I have to do these action steps. They're not very fun. I'm changing my behaviors. I'm changing what I'm doing. This change is uncomfortable. Why are we sticking to this? We're not even seeing (laughs) the progress. Because sometimes we don't allow ourselves to celebrate the wins along the way and what we're learning until we reach our goal which is another one of those things that can make going towards goals really miserable. So I encourage you and I'm offering to you to celebrate what you're learning along the way and those small wins. So if we look at that money goal again, and let's say you've broken it down from that $100 to $25 a week and you put $25 into savings, celebrate that. Say, hey, that was awesome. You put $25 into savings. That's awesome. We're $25 closer to our goal. Awesome. Or we might notice this about our goal setting and working towards our goals is that this week, oh my goodness, I stayed disciplined to work out three days this week. Oh, that was amazing. Way to go. We worked out three days this week. That is awesome. Or I'm learning to take care of myself. I'm learning to be kind to myself when I'm not perfect in my actions, when I'm not perfect to taking every step towards my goal. Good job, me, for being compassionate with myself, right? Notice those small things that 
is helping you learn and become and grow towards your goal. Because a goal really is a benchmark of what to work towards. And it's the growth and who we're becoming in the process that is the most beneficial to us in our lives. Now, it's awesome <laughs> to reach our goal and to celebrate that, but that's very few and far between. It is the progress we're making all the time towards that goal that we can truly celebrate and see along the way that helps us keep moving forward with what we want to create. Okay, so the next thing I have on my list, and this one is huge, I'm willing to feel my feelings. And this may seem like a very simple one, but more often than not, especially as I meet with clients, they don't want to feel their feelings because they don't feel good often. The feelings they're trying to avoid feeling are usually the ones that make them most uncomfortable. Things like being embarrassed, feeling shame, feeling guilt, feeling like a failure, all of these kind of different feelings don't feel good. They feel very uncomfortable. So we do everything we can to cover them up or to push them away or ignore them so we don't have to feel them. However, it's kind of like a screaming toddler. <laughs> if we ignore the toddler, that feeling comes back and is even more persistent, can be even louder and can cause even more issue. For us. And maybe you've seen this where you try to suppress something and then finally it boils over and you end up doing something that maybe wasn't something you wanted to do. So I encourage you to feel your feelings. Now, what that looks like is when you are feeling an emotion and it's an uncomfortable one, then you can just sit with that emotion, identify it. What does it feel like? What does it look like? How does it move? And especially if you can identify that of, oh, I'm feeling like a failure. This is what it feels like in my body. This is the vibration. Okay, it doesn't feel good, <laughs> but I can identify it. And when we identify it and start to describe it and how it's working within our body, it becomes less intense and we can just feel it. Now, sometimes that feeling will stay for a while. Sometimes we have to say, hey, come on, failure, <laughs> we're going to feel you today and keep moving forward in the things that we need to do. But once we start identifying it, then we can move through it and it's not as difficult. And then when it comes up again, we know that that feeling isn't going to kill us. It's not going to cause us serious harm, but that we can sit with it and say, oh, I've done failure before. I can do that again. Yes, it still doesn't feel good, but I can do it. And I know I can make it out on the other side. So feel, be willing to feel those feelings instead of running to chocolate. <laughs> My favorite of mine, run to chocolate to feel better because ultimately that's not going to help you get to your goal. The next thing I'm willing to do is learn from my mistakes and the process of becoming. So often, and this is something I've done, is if I don't do everything I think perfectly, towards my goals, then I tend to beat myself up. I tend to say, you know, I'm a failure. I'm not very good at this. This isn't going to work out. I'll never make it to these goals. Why is it taking so long? What's wrong with me? All of these different negative things because I maybe made some mistakes in the process of reaching my goals. What I found is that's not very helpful. There's really no upside to beating myself up. So instead, I want to be willing to just learn from those mistakes. 
Learn from the process of getting to my goals. And this is going to be especially helpful when things don't go my way. Because then I can look at that and say, okay, what can I learn from that? What can I learn from someone telling me that my marketing is not where it should be? What can I learn from that? What do I want to try now to help me move forward? What can I learn from coming to the end of every month and not having money in my account? What can I learn from that? What choices do I want to make now? What can I learn from, from not going to the gym? What have I learned from that? And now what, what are the decisions I want to make going forward? The next thing on my list, what am I willing to do to have compassion for myself? And this kind of goes along with not beating myself up, right? Instead of that knee-jerk reaction of being like, oh, I'm terrible. Why not understand a little bit more about why I did that and have compassion? I think of, actually, there was a story that was shared not too long ago um, on another podcast that I thought was so beneficial, and on that podcast, they talked about grades at school. And she said, well, when my kids get home and they show me a grade, maybe it was a grade from a test. She's like, I just want to ask them what was going on. Not so much of that was a terrible grade. You should have done better. But hey, what was going on for you that day? What, you know, what contributed to that? And she said, your kids would say, well, you know what? I was thinking about my friend and they were having a hard time and I didn't sleep that great the night before. So I didn't do as well as I needed to on my test. And so that's the grade I got. And from her perspective, from the mom's perspective, she was like, okay, that sounds totally reasonable. I get that. I've had that before too, when I've been worried about someone and maybe haven't done my best. That's okay. And it just opened up my mind a little bit to maybe this idea of having to be perfect or doing our best all the time. Because sometimes life circumstances and things that happen around us, what we're thinking about and what we're feeling, maybe has our best looking something different. Maybe our best isn't an A all the time. Maybe our best that day was I was able to just comfort my friend. And that means that test didn't get an A. It got a different score. But that's where that compassion comes in because then we go, oh, I can see why you didn't work out that morning. You were sick. You didn't feel good. You had a fight with your kids the night before. I get that. That's okay, hon. It's okay that you didn't go out and work out that day. I get it. Now, what do we want to do going forward? Do we want to now on the next day <laughs> as we get up, let's go back to the gym. Let's go lift weights. Or, oh, I can understand why you didn't save money that month. You had a car repair. I get it. That was totally unexpected. All right. So why not, instead of waiting till the end of the month to put money into savings, why don't we put $100 into savings first? Okay. That compassion is going to give us so much more leverage over what we want to do and not holding ourselves stuck in guilt and shame. And then the last one I have on my list for me personally, what I'm willing to do is see God in my life. Now, I don't know what religion or spiritual background that you have or are going to continue to have. But for me, I felt like this one was really important to share for me 
because I realize when I go after my goals and things that I want to accomplish in my life, I'm not doing it alone. Now, a lot of the action steps will be on me <laughs> to complete, but there's always help there, whether it's a coach, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, whether it's a great quote on social media, there's always going to be someone there to help me along my journey. And of for me personally, God is the number one helper on my journey. And so I want to be willing to see his hand in my life as I move forward and to rely on his guidance to do so. So if there is that spiritual component to your life, if you rely on God or a higher spiritual power, I would say be willing to help to allow them in your life and to help you towards your goals. Now, I also wrote a second column <laughs> because I thought, okay, these are what I'm willing to do. Is there anything I'm not willing to do as I'm moving towards my goals? And this was another really fascinating exercise because I was like, okay, this is more like boundaries. What am I not willing to do that maybe I've done in the past or that hasn't served me? And so the first one I have on that list is I'm not willing to beat myself up or criticize my efforts. It's just, there's no upside. I've done it enough. <laughs> there's not an upside to beating myself up. So I just decided I'm not willing to do that anymore. I'm not willing to do that. And I think that has lent so much peace as I'm moving forward. Because I don't have to fear when I make a mistake or I do something wrong or I'm not at my goal when I think I should be. I'm, I know I'm not going to beat myself up. So I'm less afraid to make that happen. I'm less afraid that something's going to go wrong. I'm less afraid of making a mistake. And I know that sounds kind of, I don't know, when I think about it and I even say it out loud, like, why would we be afraid of ourselves? That sounds so silly. But we can, right? We can be afraid if we're like, oh, if I mess up, I know I'm not going to be very nice to myself. And sometimes when that happens, we either fear of making the mistake or we avoid making goals altogether because we're like, I just don't want to fear <laughs> you know, being mean to myself. So instead, why not be willing or not willing to criticize you anymore? There's no upside. At least I have found. Maybe if you found an upside, let me know, but I haven't found one. And the next thing I'm not willing to do is give up when I don't feel like it or it's hard. Now, as we're changing our habits and behaviors, it's not going to feel very comfortable. <laughs> There's going to be days where we don't feel like it. There's going to be days when we feel like it's hard. We will have days when we feel like it's too overwhelming. It's too much, right? But I don't want to give up on myself because we hit it that point where it's hard or when I just don't feel like it. Now there is going to be days I'm pretty sure because <laughs> I'm not perfect or maybe I don't take the action step. Or I don't do something that I've wanted to do as well as I've wanted to do it. Okay, but that doesn't mean I'm going to give up. That means I'm going to keep moving forward. And when I thought about that, it brought me to the next thing on my list is I'm not willing to change a goal without choosing to do so consciously. And I know why. So this kind of alludes to a little bit what we were talking about earlier about evaluating what goals you want to work on. Let's say you've come up with five goals for the year that you want to work on. And maybe you get three months into it and you realize, you know what, this goal that I had before, 
that's actually something I really don't want to work towards. Now, this is different from just giving up because it's hard. This would be more like this isn't serving me to where I want to go or who I want to be. So let me give you an example. A few years ago, I was in a completely different business and I realized as I was making other goals and working on a new business, I said, you know what? That business is no longer serving me to get where I want to go. So I chose to no longer work towards that business. And that's okay. You get to decide that anytime, right? This is your goals. <laughs> These are things you want to work towards. But I would encourage you to understand why you want to give up that goal. And then make the conscious decision to do so. And I also encourage you not to beat yourself up or say you're a failure, but just say that's no longer something that is going to serve me going forward. I'm willing to let that go. Okay. The other last two here. So we've got two more. What I'm not willing to do, not willing to diminish my worth. I think this is really, really important because our worth never goes down. Even if we don't hit any of our goals. <laughs> We should never diminish our worth. Our worth is 100% intact. We're always valuable, always. And I think when we, we're our harshest critics sometimes. And I think when we are working towards goals, we tend to say there's something wrong with us if we're not where we want to be, or we must be doing something wrong, or we're just no good, or others are better. And we start to diminish who we are as a person Instead of just evaluating maybe action steps to take towards the goal. But I've decided along with not criticizing myself or beating myself up, I'm not going to diminish my worth because my worth has nothing to do if I achieve the goal or not. I am valuable. You are valuable no matter what. Now, if we're not reaching the goal we want to reach, it's not because you are less of who you are. You are less of worth that you're worthless. No, <laughs> it just means we need to make adjustments to help you get to your goal, to create more of what you want. Okay. So just know that you are always 100% of value and of worth. And then also for me too, I'm not willing to distance myself from God. But once again, whoever is your spiritual power, wherever you draw that from, if it's God, it, for me, for sure, it's God. I am not willing to distance myself from God because my goals aren't going exactly the way I want them to. And the funny thing is about all of that is our goals won't go exactly like we planned them like 99% of the time, <laughs> right? We can lay out an amazing plan with our goals and life happens. Something happens. We make a mistake. We don't feel like it. Something happens in our lives. We could have family that needs our attention in different ways. We could have unexpected, you know, things happen, right? So it's never going to be perfect in even how we plan it out to be. But if we're willing to keep moving forward, if we're not willing to give up on ourselves, if we're not willing to criticize or demean ourselves, we can actually move toward creating more of what we want in our lives. And so I hope those thoughts 
about what we're willing and not willing to do can serve you as you move forward in your goals. I would love to know the list you come up with, especially if your list is different from mine. I would also love to know how these are going to work for you as you move forward, or maybe you've already seen them work for you. So please let me know. That would be amazing. I hope you have a fantastic week and we'll talk to you next time. This is your year to become more confident with your money and bring more of what you want into your life. A key to do that is discovering your money mindset. Once you've discovered your money mindset, it opens up the possibilities of what you can bring into your life. I want to help you with this. Head on over to discoveryourmoneymindset.now.site to get your complimentary copy of our brand new ebook, Discovering Your Money Mindset. You can use this as a tool to aid you this year in creating more of what you want and feeling confident in your money. I can't wait to hear how it goes. So head on over once again to discoveryourmoneymindset.now.site.